Hey, Chris. Hi, Tom. It's Living Room 101. Is it? Again, episode 84, is it, Tom? I think it's 84, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think it yeah. is. Yeah. We should get straight into it. It's a special edition this week because we have the uh, appeals court. But before we get to the appeals court, we're going to get straight into this. And who is going to go first? First up this week, Tom, I hope you don't mind, it's me, Chris. So here's a thing that has been, it's been around basically since the beginning of the pandemic. I don't know if you've heard about this pandemic. It's been really big the last couple of years. And something that has gone with it is the increased use of those hand sanitizer, uh, automatic squirty-outy sanitizing machines. Yeah. And um, I am very confident all the listeners will have had this because it's universal. Why do those machines give you too much hand sanitizer? (laughs) I mean, it is, your hand is just soaking with hand sanitizer, isn't it? Let's face it. And you end up, in my experience, you're absolutely soaking wet with hand sanitizer, rubby, rubby in, rubby, rubby. Also, incidentally, let me say that my current technique is I only let it give me half. And then it's the pull away and the drop down and then, you know, a splurge on the floor. But that's already there. So that's fine. But so I'm only taking a half dose and then rub in. Maybe this time it will be fine. No, absolutely soaking, which then leads to just negating the whole process, the whole point of the process, because either it's the the rub down on the jeans um, and you know, no, no pair of jeans is particularly clean, is it? You know, you, you know, yeah, yeah. There's grub on those jeans. Let's face it. Yeah. Or it's the you give some chipal, don't you? You say to your sister, "Can you have some of this, please? I've got too much on my hand." Which you know, I know you're both maybe rubbing some hand sanitizer on there, but you are making contact with another human, and the hand sanitizer is really there to sort of minimize any passing on of germs yeah i just think it's self-defeating i think too much hand sanitizer is self-defeating and again you know a bit like the printers i just think someone should be able to invent a hand sanitizer that just gives you a little drop that's enough to rub on your hands i imagine the authorities are like oh you gotta make sure they've got enough there's no point in half measures here we're trying to defeat you know covid19 um I've had a different experience with that. I've had um, maybe half of the machines that I've used have given me a lot. Um, mm. Half of the half that's left I've found have given me too little. And then the last quarter, the last quarter have dispensed a foam that is no use mm. to man and a beast. <laughs> the, the fuzzy foam. The fuzzy foam. And the thing with giving too much is that uh, family of four, um, often mm-hmm. in, uh, you know, I'm out and about with, with the fam, and it mm-hmm. does give you the opportunity just to kind of um, rubby rubby on Teddy's hands, rubby rubby on Stan's hands. Stan's hate, Stan hates it. He hates the mm-hmm. taste of it, obviously, and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, But it does give me the opportunity to kind of spread it within the fam. Quite great, mm-hmm. of course, sometimes. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, I can understand that, but what about if you're just a single person? <laughs> yeah. You know, like that's, you know, that's lovely. Mm-hmm. You're going around with your, your lovely little family of four, your beautiful children, you know, but what about the singletons? Yeah. Um, it's smug, isn't it? You know, it's it, a bit smug. That's a bit smug. It's a bit like, you know, 
but I can afford my TV license. So, you know, okay, so some old people can't have heating if they want to watch their TV because they've got to pay their TV license. But, uh, you know, I'm fine with it because it mm. seems to be fine for me. Quite yeah. smug, quite rude. I know what you mean. Um, yeah, I found myself hating myself, really, after <laughs> <laughs> Well, I just think as well, you know, like, um, but I, it's, it's, re- it's a relation to those taps that make you look like a fool in front of everyone. That because they don't have the Tony on either, just the sensors. Yeah. You the hand under and it won't come out. And then you realize that one of them is actually broken because they're also, there's always one that's broken. Move along to the next one. Hand under. Please, God, let water come out. I've got mm. soap on my hands. I'm embarrassed. Everything is a movement sensor. Even the hand dryers. <laughs> the hand dryers are movement sensors. And some of those, yeah. some of those don't work either. So you're kind of going, oh, what, do I need to do more of a sudden movement? Like towards the dryer, like really like shock the dryer to make it work. <laughs> You know, with a hand, oh, you weren't expecting that. Yeah, no, that has come on. Or, or is it, or, or is it the opposite? Is it the slow ease in? This is how a hand goes in, and yeah. we're off. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, you know. So I, I just, I think the dispensers have got the same bad attitude that those hand dryers and uh, automated automatic taps have, and what that is, is that just make you look like a fool. I know what you're saying, but I, I feel like it's more intentional on the hand dryer and the taps part um i think that they the hand dryer particularly i think is uh really taking the piss and is enjoying it um whereas the um and then maybe a, a few taps you know they're a little bit you know there's a few bad apples but yeah. um with this sanitizer it feels like it's been manufactured that way and the sanitizer dispenser is probably blameless i don't know yeah, but look, look. Okay, so your theory is that it's good for a family of four, right? I, I don't think that's the way that those dispensers should be acting, however badly they've been brought up by their designer. You know, I think, please, just, you know, you can't, everyone going into the Tate Modern, yeah, mm. that's where I last experienced these, I think, is, you know, you've got to, I just want a little splash for everyone because you can't just assume everyone's coming in in maybe, a family of four. Maybe it was a piece of art. It was really bad if it was a piece of art. Like, very bad and actually quite annoying. Maybe it's supposed to disrupt me from my casual, you know, unseeing eyes are supposed to be brightened and start seeing the world properly because I'm sort of angered by the sanitizer. But it maybe. didn't feel like that. It just felt like I had some slightly wet jeans and not just with sort of splash up water but with sanitizer how much sanitizer was there so much wet. my hands were soaking wet <laughs> that's a piece of art you've walked into an art installation um mm. in the entrance hall without unwittingly right. um well i mean the weird thing is it maybe it made that that bit of my jeans like really clean um really sanitized and maybe i was walking around tape modern just with sort of quite grubby jeans but with two like really lovely shiny really clean patches on my thighs yeah and ironically my hands were filthy that was part of the art and it kind of signifies um well it's tape modern isn't it so it's modern life uh generally which is people work very hard on part of their life very hard and, and let the rest of their life kind of go to seed a little bit Oh, it's, oh, it's an Instagram comment, is it? Oh, could it be? Yeah. <laughs> Go on. Like this, this part of my jeans is beautiful. Mm. Um, but what I, what I don't want you to see mm. is the grubby cuffs at the bottom. Yeah. The bit that's been dragging at the back. 
starting to fray a little bit at the back of my trainers. Yeah. Um, but of course, everyone can see that, just like everyone can see through a perfect Instagram post. So how does that explain the Instagram thing then? So that how does that relate? To so, 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 so if you just looked at that one part of my sort of clean bit of gene, mm. uh, like that, that lovely clean bit of denim, you'd think mm. that guy has really got his life together. Look how clean those denims mm. are. Yeah, uh, but then you look a little closer, and you'll see that that's just where he's had too much hand sanitizer and has rubbed them on his thighs. Because actually, look beyond that, and you actually see there's a few coffee stains and a bit of uh, fraying at the the cuff at the bottom. Yeah. What do you call that? It's not called a cuff at the bottom of a leg, is it? Turn up the, uh, the turn up. <laughs> I don't have a turn up, um, but yeah, you know, is yeah. that a good is that a good m- metaphor for the the Instagram life? Is there other bits of the Instagram page that are all a bit scuffy and cuffy? No, I don't, you don't see any scruffy or cuffiness on Insta. So Insta, Insta is the shiny patch itself, yeah? yeah? Yeah. And Insta is relating to the rest of that person's life the way that the shiny patch on the gene is relating to the rest of the gene. Yeah, quite. Got you, you go. I mean, there, yeah, it is a good, it is a good uh, metaphor, that, because I think it... I mean, it's basically how we all exist online, isn't it? Because mm. you know, if if you were to Google um, my name, for example, um, <laughs> you might have a little a little rough diamond of something that I've done in the past that is on YouTube or something like that. Oh yeah, oh little yeah, diamond in the rough. Maybe uh, maybe that Mark Ryland sketch you did with Liam, yeah, Hurricane. Or you may be unlucky, <laughs> and you may you may go straight to I don't know. Like that corporate video that I did in 2011. Do you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. Is uh, that the one that you um, had the meeting with the executives and you left your jacket on, <laughs> left on your anorak during the meeting? It could have been that one, yeah. Could have yeah, been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, or maybe it will be the, uh, the crisps advert, um, which yeah. for some reason you didn't want to say was for Pringles. It's just Pringles. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, Keith Lemon. With, with Keith Lemon. Yeah. yeah. That's just <laughs> relatively a shiny patch, I think. I think it's a bit of shiny patch of gene, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was quite a good one, wasn't it? Because it's shiny patch of gene, but it was kind of corporate as well, so you, you got paid top dollar. Whereas, you know, sometimes your best work on the YouTubes, one's just been uh, fluffing about with your mates. Yes. Do you have um do you have a curated online profile yourself? I um I remember googling myself. I mean, you know, there was absolutely no reason to google myself because there was no no major trail but um sort of oh god, like 15 years ago or whatever. And I found it not 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 because of anything I particularly found, but I I found something about the experience like profoundly depressing. Yeah, like yeah. really, like I was like, oh, I'm not doing that because the thing is, even like not really finding much about yourself is also sort of depressing. And I, I honestly, like, I'm not just being virtuous. I have not ever googled myself since then, which, in a way, I think might be a mistake because I don't actually know what you get. <laughs> um, you know, and there's, there's certainly been some poor reviews that I hope are not right up at the top. You know, <laughs> um, but I don't know, and I, I don't really want to look. It's best not to know, isn't it? Really. Yeah, I think it's best. I think it's best not to know. I mean, I guess like some really properly sort of PR tech savvy people would say, no, you, you have to know, so you can then curate it and do whatever you need yeah. to do to make sure your your online presence is um, 
is good. Is five star is grade A. Yeah. Um, but I mean, there are things that I, I, I hope. Okay. So last summer I was <laughs> with some friends um, in Kintyre. Uh, right. And um, so we were going for lunch to this island, right? There was about, is it a kilometer or two kilometers off the, off the mainland? So one of the people um, I was with decided, uh, who's a very keen wild swimmer, decided he would attempt to swim from the coast of Kintar to the little island of Gia. Wow. Um, oh, it was amazing. And so, so there was a, there was a boat. So um, me and two other people were on the boat and he swam all the way to Gia. It took about an hour of swimming. Jeez. And, um, and then he died after, no, no, he was absolutely fine. Absolute champion. Um, Matt, his name was and is. Uh, anyway, then we had lunch and um, that was lovely on gear. And then we came back and then it was actually just as I was kind of leaving the party, they, they were all staying a bit longer than me. Um, they sort of had this idea, like we should probably tell the local press. Cause that was actually a bit of a, that was actually a bit of a thing, you know? Mm. Um, and the Campbelltown courier were <laughs> interested and it ended up, you know, where it ended up in the Campbelltown courier that came out the next week. Front page. Front page. <laughs> so, uh, and obviously it's got a picture of Matt, Matt and Eddie who was the captain of the ship in all honesty, um, you know, of the support crew that, that, you know, photo of them. And then, but then it's got, my name is mentioned in the sort of, there were some people on the support crew. Uh, it says Matt Grieve, which actually isn't his name. His name is Matt Gieve and, and Chris Adlington. And blah, blah, blah. So like, you know, I really hope that, when people were to Google me, that that would pop up. That's page you one. Know? That's got to be page one. That's got to be, you know, front page of my Google presence, I yeah. hope. I, I mean, I don't imagine it is. I'm not even sure if the Campbelltown Courier is digitized. But um, that's the kind of thing I hope is I hope is there. Why do you hope it's there? Like, you didn't do it. Just because it's a great story. <laughs> it's more interesting than my KFC advert. Fair enough. <laughs> um, wow, that sounds like quite a trip. What possessed him? Did he skinny dip? Oh, please. No, no, he's proper, like, you know, wild swimmer. He had a, he had a full suit, actually. He even had a little hat. And no. then he had a little blow-up yellow, like, neon oh. uh, bag, a dry bag, I think it's called. And, you, you know, you strap it on yourself, and it floats on water as you're swimming. I thought it's just decided like you know to jump in as a sort of oh, no, no 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 challenge. that was planned it was really the focus of the week we were like you know it was like a few days beforehand yeah it was like happening we, we were all a bit nervous and like the day before it was a bit choppy and yeah. we were like oh we don't know if the challenge is going to be able to go ahead the next morning the the geo team <laughs> <laughs> uh went out and looked and oh it was like a mill pond absolutely nice. calm perfect conditions well it was meant to be um, then the, yeah, the challenge went ahead. Uh, yeah. It was a roaring success. But the fact that the um, Cameltown Courier um, mm. expressed quite an interest post-event mm. and the fact that it was planned, that means that you could have got them along and they might have sent a photographer or someone like that. And, <laughs> you know, it would be an even bigger event. Do you know, I, I think they I think they did send a photographer, uh, I mean, after, after the fact, because wow. there is a really good picture of... 
Matt, the star of the show, and Eddie, I think, in the boat. But it must have been taken afterwards, or maybe it's just on an iPhone, because those cameras are so good these days, aren't they? Um, but, yeah, but, I mean, imagine the pressure if the Campbelltown Courier had come, you know, like really like a long piece, maybe a long read, yeah. really like talking about it. We'd all have been – and then what if Matt had got in some sort of trouble? Yeah. Uh, I think that I think that would have ruined the experience, to be honest. I think it's quite nice that we weren't we weren't doing it for the fame – Myself very much included there. Yeah. You know. Um I don't think I don't think um he would have been able to do it because of the pressure. Yeah, quite possibly. Because I mean the company courier has a circulation of what, six hundred and two? Well I mean, Yeah, but you know, we were living the Kintyre life at that point. You know, that's hmm. that's gonna be read by a lot of the locals. Yeah. Um Okay. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's a shame I wasn't actually there anymore when, when, when you know, it came out. But um, I can only assume me and my friends would have been maybe gone into Tarba or whatever and would have maybe had some autograph hunters or at mm-hmm. least some sort of, could mm-hmm. I have a selfie? I mean, there wasn't a photo of me with the article, but I assume they'd sort of heard of me in some mm-hmm. way. The, the The image that sprang to mind when you said, uh, me and my friend went into Tarba. Um, it was like it was like the pupae stage of a like or the lava stage of a pupae. Is that right? Or the pupae stage of a lava? Oh, you tell me. I'm not. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe the pupae and a lava is kind of the same thing. Is it? Mm, like yeah. the little wiggly worm. Yeah. So I was thinking of that. It was that it meant the pupae stage of you know that animal. Uh, oh no it no. was just going into the small town of tarbot ah tarbot yeah so it wasn't a pupae stage of the- no no neither of us were a lava <laughs> um but you know i just feel like maybe you know maybe in the cafe someone would be like i've really recognized that voice yeah and then they maybe hear me say and then they go i know who that is yeah That's chris from living room 101 and then yeah like it's not the same Chris that we just read about in the Campbelltown Courier, is it? Because that looks like a gang of lads hmm. that would attempt a, a swim to gear. That that tall one, Matt, he looks like he would swim to gear. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I assume that would have happened. Did they nickname him the Human Seal after that? Or they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, um, he's still. Yeah, I mean, he's. Yeah, that's that's just how he's known now, the Human Seal. Yeah. Did you see many seals on the attempt? Or uh, on the attempt, I think the seal count was nil. But on the trip, yeah. we did see a seal. We ah. certainly saw a seal. Nice, um, but not during the attempt. No, no. Um, I swam with a seal in uh, Costa Rica. You you swam with the seal? Well, it was coming to check me out, um, and I got a bit freaked out, so I legged it out of the sea because. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it came because basically, I think I was out swimming. That's it. And then Mel told me that there was a seal bobbing up quite near where I was, which I hadn't seen. And okay. I thought oh, this will be this will be great. You know what? An amazing experience. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is on our honeymoon, and so I went. Mm-hmm. I went back out and thought, you know, just coaxing the seal to come back, really, and it did. Yeah, yeah. Really close. Wow. But this isn't actually that much fun because that seal's really big. Um, yeah. so what, just, did you i mean like what percentage would you say thought that it might eat you 
Um, I, well, I, I don't think I thought that it was uh, eat me as such. I thought mm-hmm. it might slap me around with a fin. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. And it might sort of, bite mm. my foot as well. That's what <laughs> happened. I would, I would definitely worry about that. Yeah. Did you say to Mel that thing that everyone has to say when they see a seal? What and that? did you say, ah, oh, dogs of the sea? Oh, I never said that. Damn. Uh, oh, oh, oh yeah. Tom. Remember to say that next time. Oh, I love them. I think they're brilliant. Oh, yeah. They are brilliant. Um, did you um, did you think at all about like tossing it a little red beach ball, see if it would balance it on its nose? Well, we didn't have one. Oh, so, okay. No, I didn't. Did you try and make it clap? <laughs> it was in the water. It wasn't in the on the beach. <laughs> yeah, okay. It was using fins for swimming purposes. Yeah. Okay. I still feel like it could have clapped if it really Did wanted you- to. Maybe like really waggle the tail to come out the water a bit. <laughs> Quick yeah. clap. Back down. It would have been very quick, though, wouldn't it? Because it would have lost its purchase on the water. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The other thing it reminded me of that little tale of, of, of the swim was mm. um, I had a friend who was telling me all about – he lived in London, and he was – what was it? I think he was in a band. Yeah. Mm. The mm. local paper did like – one of the sort of London local papers did a feature on and sort of gained a, a little bit of a following in his area. Oh, yeah. So a little bit of kind of celebrity status, but but just in that area of London. You know? <laughs> so mm-hmm. there was people who would kind of recognize him on the street, people who had been at the gigs and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And um, it obviously, it sort of massively affected him in, in terms of, he thought, this is it, this is the beginning. You know, this, oh. is, this is how David Bowie started, you know. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, uh, but then just sort of petered out. I think... Oh. Due, unfortunately, to uh, he went on to tell me about um, some very un- unfortunate drugs-related experiences that oh, uh, that sounded really horrendous and made him live inside his house for about oh. two years oh, and, no. not, and not go out. So, and do you think that partly was like, oh, I'm a bit of a rock star now. I'm getting some fame. I better live the rock star life. I think. I think probably he thought the next stage, if I'm following in Bowie's footsteps, is yeah. to sort of take drugs. Where mm. Bowie sort of used that to uh, kick off a hugely creative phase. Mm. There's this whole thing they used to live in this big house, Bowie and Alone, and the band basically. Yeah. Um, uh, all they all used to, Mick, Mick Ronson, wasn't it? Um, and they used to live in this house, and a lot of them just there's a lot of people in there that just used to sleep on the floor, and like just all sorts of mad stuff going on all the time. Mm. Uh, so that's kind of what, how Bowie took it. He sort of went that direction. Yeah. He got the big house. He got the groupie sleeping on the floor um, and the drugs, obviously, as well. But with mm. this friend of mine, it just, just was the drugs, and then he just sort of stayed in his parents' house. Yeah. Just, just the house, really. Yeah. I mean, Bowie had the house, the big house, with, like, creative friends on the floor, whereas yeah. your friend had, had probably quite a big house, but just with, with parents in it. Yeah, I'm not sure his parents' house was that big. I think it was just... His, his oh. childhood grown-up house, and he he just went back in indoors to that, and that wasn't really oh. part of you know the decision to become a rock star for. Yeah. Him. Whereas Bowie, it was part of his decision to become a rock star to get the big house. Yeah. And Whereas it was yeah. just it was just his mum and dad were there. They were just it was just his mum and dad watching Pointless, sort of you know like maybe making some maybe his parents had made a sort of cottage pie or something. Yeah. 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 Kind of scene. 
I, I mean, when I'm at home with my parents, I don't think I really feel like a rock star. No. 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 I mean, I feel, I tend to feel more like a sort of 14 year old boy yeah. who sort of doesn't really, even resents it if he gets asked to like unload the dishwasher or anything. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't really feel like a creative genius. No. Um, it's interesting, yeah. isn't it? Because I think there's probably a probably quite a small window where the creative genius does flower in the bedroom, you know, because people talk about <laughs> writing songs, yeah, growing up um, in their bedroom, don't they? And listening to to music and, and dreaming your yeah. dream, really, isn't it? Um, yeah. And then I think that window sort of closes quite quickly, doesn't it? And and then when you yeah. go, you, you got to get out. <laughs> you got to get out. Um, yeah. Sometimes by the window. Um, but, um, yeah. And then, then when you go home, it's, it's, I don't know, less creative, I think. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's fine. Less dreamy. Yeah. 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 But you, you do, you do kind of have to get out and about, you know, play some gigs. Yeah. Um, because if you just stay at home with your mum watching pointless, yeah. I don't know, it's difficult for the world to find you that way, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Although there is yeah. that guy who everyone knows from their town who, becomes that you know yardstick for failure in that they never left the town and mm. just with their mum and dad um mm. and you sort of judge yourself by them don't you over the years you kind of go well i'm all right but at least i'm not like you know mm. like this guy um hobson we might call him yeah and, yeah, yeah and uh then you years later go back home and he's he's actually become an internet millionaire well, i was gonna say yeah he's a bitcoin millionaire isn't he hobson um, he'd saved his he'd saved his money. He didn't like trail down to London trying to <laughs> trying to get all famous no. and like spending far too much on rent. Hobson yeah. had stayed home, saved his cash, actually got quite a good job. Yeah. Worked out how to work remotely long before the pandemic. Saved yeah. a lot, invested in Bitcoin when it was at an all time low, yeah. and um, actually now he's a millionaire. He's a millionaire and um, has a really, really big house just outside. Mm -hmm. um, he's rehoused his parents mm -hmm. and he lives with his childhood sweetheart. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Good old Hudson. Um, so, too much hand sanitizer. Is that going into Living Room 101, I wonder? <laughs> um, nah. <laughs> I, knew it, I knew it wasn't. And frankly, next time you're at Tate Modern, I hope you uh, regret that decision. In fact, I don't hope. I know you will regret that decision. I quite fancy shiny patches on my jeans. Um, there's a couple on there already. So, Tom Collinson, what have you got for me? Um, what I've got for you, Chris, is, is socks. Yeah, okay. Now, I mean, I don't think it can just be socks, can it? Because, I mean, I like socks. Well... Hear me out because what I'm arguing for here is I want them gone. I want them done. I'm done with them. Um, Socks. Yeah, yeah. You've gone mad. No, because what I'm advocating is I want socks that are integral to the trouser. So oh. I want I want socks that are akin to a kind of baby suit that Teddy has. Yeah, um, mm -hmm. we don't have to bother with the sock. Um, and what made me think about this? Well, several things really. One is um, I have this uh, issue at home at the moment where whether it's me or whether it's Mel doing the washing, 
for some reason, neither of us, and this goes for her socks as well, she's, she's joining me on this, neither of us can get two socks into the washing machine at the same time. So what happens is you kind of, you get one coming out, yeah, of, of mm. a certain mm. pair, and <laughs> you have to just kind of approximate to something that's kind of similar to it, yeah. Um, my whole sock drawer um, is full of single socks at the moment. Yeah. Oh, oh God, oh, that's yeah. horrible. Yeah, and it's sort of, and it just, it's just driving me mad because you don't have enough time to go through the washing and go right there. Where's where's the pair to this? Where's the other one? You don't have enough time, so you just grab in the washing, you're putting it in this in the washing machine, and this <laughs> that happens. Yeah, and then a lot of them, they're so low quality. Yeah, and these are these are socks that you know don't purport to be low quality. They're supposed to be right. good. Yeah, but sock design generally is has gone downhill. So much that like they get holes in within two seconds mm, that is true socks anymore there's no kind of like there's no i don't know quality to the sock it's like it, it's mm-hmm. a disposable item do you know what i mean because no one da- da- darns them so so the manufacturers are going oh we don't have to bother like we'll just make them waffer thin yeah yeah and you sort of and like well, well sometimes being waffer thin is actually part of the appeal because they're like oh look how look how thin and dainty i am as a sock i'm almost like a small stocking brilliant if if it's really hard wearing material do you know mm. what i mean mm. great I, I like a real subtle kind of like you know thin sock <laughs> sort of slips on oh you know feel that but then yeah, thin thin feel extra thin <laughs> yeah oh um but if um if it's going to get a hole in within five minutes, then, you know, forget, <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> forget about it. Forget about, about it. Forget about it. So, so there's that going on. Mm. We all know about the thing. You can't find the other one in the morning. I mean, what is, you know, what is going on in that? What do you mean in the morning? Why well, have you paired them up? No, listen, I'll tell you my technique. Okay. Hmm. The dirty socks, right? Mm. What I do, dirty. I mean, efficiency <laughs> Efficiency is my jam, famously. Yeah. Um, but I'll, what I do is I chuck them into the little laundry bag, mm. you know, that big blue Ikea bag you've got in your, in your wardrobe, throw it in there, but in a pair. Mm. So I bunch them together, throw them in in a pair. You can well, almost wash them in a pair. What I tend to do is de-pair them as I throw them in. But even if they get washed as a pair, that's fine. At least they've, you know, they've been in soapy water. Mm. No? No. I mean, that it's fair play to you, Chris. Fair play to you. No, I know what I, I'm hearing the subtext. You're, you're basically accusing me of being a psychopath. <laughs> but listen, no, I'm not. I'm not. Um, <laughs> a little smug. <laughs> No. Mm. Um, yeah, okay yeah for, for real <laughs> <laughs> um no i mean fair play you, that's what i should be doing obviously obviously i should be doing that but i just mm. it doesn't happen it doesn't happen and then i take the bunch of clothes out of the washing machine one's going to drop out somewhere along the way and then that doesn't get yeah. picked or it goes behind you know i don't know somewhere in a teddy's if it goes anywhere near teddy's remit you know it's it's probably eating it so it's probably gone forever. Mm-hmm. It's in the sort of um, Fisher Price garage somewhere, squished what? into the into the lift of the Fisher Price garage. To be honest, if it's within Teddy's remit, it could be anywhere. It could really yeah, literally yeah. be anywhere. I mean, right. some of the things I've found in odd places. Anyway, um, including a spanner in his own nappy. Um, yes, yes, yes. 
Um, so that's going on, yeah? Now, here's what I'm advocating, because yeah. the other day I had, to, I had to walk in muddy climbs, yeah? Mm. I, was in, I was in muddy climbs, and what I did was I did the nerd up over the sock, which was like tuck the jean into the sock, yeah? Oh, damn. Um, to stop the bottom of the jean getting mud on it. Right, for real, for real. Obviously, the sock got, gets mud on it, but then you can hide the sock under the jean, which allows you, if you're in nice company later, to pretend oh, yeah. you your jeans on the on, on the climbs. Simple. You're ready for evening wear. You're ready for evening wear, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Were you walking through a muddy field to a five-star hotel? <laughs> it wasn't a five- No, it was just we were playing <laughs> with some friends. Like, who, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So a casual evening. Back to their house. But um, yeah. you know, I just, you know, in, in the past, I've, I've kind of looked at them. Um, you know, here's the thing. I should be washing my jeans more often. Let me put it that way. We all, we all should. It's a little annoying. Like, we're, we're, we're definitely on jeans again here. But it's a little annoying when you think most of that jean is clean, apart from that mud besmirching the bottom. I should yeah, have yeah. my jean into my sock. Then I would have had a whole, a whole other, you know, few days of uh, wearing the jean. Yeah, uh, it's a clean jean. Yeah, it's a clean jean, and then and then you see the mud and you think, ah, oh, why didn't I take the sock? So I've, I've I've done the sock. That's what I've done this time. I've done the sock. Now here's what's happened. Here's what happened. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Holy Grail. Because next morning, yeah, get out yeah. of bed. Yeah, get out of bed. Pull on the jean. Yeah, my feet go into both socks automatically as I'm pulling them out the bottom of the jean. Mm. Socks are still attached to the jean on the outside, and I thought this is it. This is the solution. This mm. is the solution to everyone's sock dilemma, is have the sock integral to the gene. So you want them to, to be like a separate thing. Like the sock, it still kind of looks like a sock. It's just <laughs> attached. As opposed to like a gene that just covers your whole foot so you look like you're wearing a baby grow. The, op- <laughs> the options are endless. Yeah. Right. But what's integral to your plan is that the sock is integral to the jean, to the trouser. Trouser becomes sock, but there is one. Do you remember a while back? I don't know if you still get this, but you would sometimes get a t-shirt. I mean, a, a jumper that with a t-shirt kind of lining. So they were attached. They were like one thing. Yeah. Stan's got them. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Wait, and Teddy's got one. Teddy's got like a, a vest. There's one he's got, which is also like a T-shirt, so it's like a double layer, you know what I mean? But it's all one thing. It's great. Right, right. With another T-shirt, you know what I mean? So so that's what you're suggesting, for the, the jean with a sort of sewn-on sock. Well, listen, the, the options are endless because you, you could actually – you could have ones, yeah? You could have ones designed that look like you, you're wearing a sock, and you could even sort of like have it a little bit sort of, uh, you know, beveled into so there's an overhang so it looks like the sock is going under the jean. So you don't have yeah, to look yeah, yeah. walking around with the sock on the outside of the jean. It, although I would, you know, advocate that that could be a potential new fashion. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And, and so a jean with a jean with a beveled edge. Um, so and then like you know that one is, but it's attached inside to the jean. Mm, in that case, mm. oh, that would be so, a brilliant. Yeah, attached inside. I didn't even think of that. You can have it attached <laughs> inside. In fact, in fact, I'm going to sew these on my jeans. No, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. But look. You could have them attached inside, or you could be outside, or or whole new fashion trend, just like the gene continues. Yeah, um, over the foot, over the foot. 
so let me ask you a few searching questions. Um, have you considered why you wear a sock and not just a trouser that goes over your foot? Have you really thought about that? I mean, is it not perhaps partly because you need to wash the socks because you've got, say, stinky feet? Um, yeah. Or do you just want jeans that smell fine in the leg portion, but not good at all at right at the bottom? Um, what, you think your feet are more smelly than, say, your knee? Probably are, aren't they? Really? I do. I do think that. Yeah. I think you'll find that your feet are quite sweaty. Yeah. So unless you want to invent some kind of shoe that washes the end of the, the long jean, then I think you could be coming in with some sort of stink problem, you know? Well, what about just washing the end of the jean? Yeah, washing the end of the jean, washing the sock part of the jean. You know, what do you mean washing the sock part? What, like in the sink? With some yeah. fairy liquid? Or, yeah, but then yeah. you can't wear the jean because it's wet. We just dry it out. Like you would, <laughs> like you would dry out the sock. And then the, the advantage is, the advantage of that is, you just don't have to put the individual socks through the washing process, thus le- losing one inevitably. <laughs> because it's just always part of the gene. I think I think you're forgetting that you know most of us wear our genes every day. I th- I predict what would happen in that situation is you'd start being like you'd be like this is brilliant. Why did no one think of this before? And then after about a week, you think I don't remember buying a rock for. I don't remember us putting a brie in the fridge. Like what? What? Where is that? cheese i might have some with a jacob's cracker and then the next day you're like that is getting bad now actually we need to find that cheese and then you're like hang on hang on someone's put cheese in my jeans and you're looking in there you're like which joker has put cheese down the end of my jeans and then you're like oh it's the stinky foot problem isn't it not everyone has cheesy feet Listen, if, if if the foot's in there every day, I'm sorry. You think not everyone's got cheesy feet because you wear socks and you take them off and you wash them, despite all the you know the problems, the losing one here and there. You you think you don't have cheesy feet because you shower and you wash your socks. What's the solution? How can I get rid of this annoyance from my life? And the other thing, I've mentioned this before, but my cousin told me this fact: you lose it's something like a couple of weeks of your life looking for the other sock in a pair. Over the course of your life, the time spent rumbling around <laughs> in the sock drawer, yeah, for that other sock to make the pair, it, mm-hmm. it amounts to weeks of your life. If That's- someone studied it, have they? Yeah. <sighs> no. No, because also, okay, so, so yeah, so I, I was, to, to finish the thought, I think what you'd end up doing is chopping the ends off your jeans, and then you'd have, like, little denim socks. Yeah. And then you just have to wear, like, denim socks. Also, have you not thought about, like, how fun it is to mix and match up your socks, you know, with your funky patterns? I mean, I've got some socks mm-hmm. with a little whale on them. Um, and then, like, the blue of the rest of the sock is kind of representing the ocean, getting darker as it gets deeper. I mean, that's great fun. I've got waffle socks with a kind of waffling pattern. You mm-hmm. know, I don't just want denim socks. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine though, imagine how easy it would be in the morning. Um, yeah, you don't bother wearing matching socks. Oh, I do. Of course, I do. Well, what are you saying? Mixing and matching your socks then? I mean, from day to day, not within the day. But that could be a solution, couldn't it? Like not bothering about having having. I think that should be embraced. I think everyone should embrace non-matching socks for sure. No, 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 no. 
yeah. no, that's that's making me feel anxious. No, thank you. I don't want that kind of d- visual disturbance. Oh no, I hate that. Well, what's the no. solution to this? <laughs> I know what the solution could be. Just buy all your socks in the same color, and then then you can mix and match. But yeah. I don't want to see you know like obvious odd socks. <sighs> the real anxiety with buying sort of say ten pairs of socks the same is mm. if you get them home, it's always a bit of a lottery. You can't try socks on, can you? That's the problem. No. You can't try them on. So you've got a pack of 10 and you think, oh, I could just like, you know, with one <laughs> pair of I could like really cut down the, the mither here by buying mm. that pair. But the anxiety is you get that home and you think this sock is not comfortable. Um, and I've got well, 10 Maybe pair. you just need to splash out on a comfortable sock. Do you know what I mean? Like go for that high thread oh. count. I have splashed out. Okay, I got a voucher, right? A friend of mine bought, bought loads of stuff from Liberty. I think mm. I've talked about it before. And I got a voucher for 50 quid, right? From Liberty. So I went down there, bought a load of posh socks. That well, you, 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 ju- you only bought socks with that 50 quid. <laughs> I respect that. That must be yeah. great. And they're, they're posh socks. They're Paul Smith socks and like all sorts of really posh socks. Um, and you know, I got like maybe four pairs of them, yeah. And right. they've gone through one wash cycle, and like it's there's stragglers. There's like there's, I mean, it's basically it's they've been decimated. Those socks they've been, it's like they've been through a war, yeah. And there's only like two survivors, and there's just neither of them, and those two don't match. You know, they're not from the same regiment, and it's like <laughs> it's they've been decimated by the washing process, and like. I was really chuffed with them. You know, I even kept the box for ages. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, I had, had them there nestling as little tr- sock treats. Do you know what I mean? Really? Like, for like, oh. you had like a sort of important meeting or something, you go, today's the day to break yeah. out the Paul Smiths. Yeah, exactly. And I sort of, you know, kept that going for a while where I just break break one out and then, oh, well. But, but don't, you want, don't you want to retain that feeling? I mean, what you're advocating here is getting rid of any of that. Yeah, you but go was, to your big meeting, right? The one that's going to change everything, and uh, you just put on your jeans that, that uh, also cover your feet in denim, and <laughs> stuff those into your boots. That's not going to make you feel special, especially because they might be a bit smelly. I was so let down by the decimation. Such high hopes. It was like Napoleon's old guard, yeah, mm. in the Battle of Waterloo. Mm. You know? <laughs> was it? Yeah, it was yeah. like. And so Napoleon's looking at those those soldiers, and he's thinking they're so elite, yeah, mm. they're so elite. I can't employ them into battle because they're so elite. And then when he did, they were just they were really bad rubbish. They were, pa- they were pants, ironically. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Turn out to be pants. Um, well, no, I mean, I really, I, I, I like socks. There's absolutely no way in hell I'm putting socks into Living Room 101. And I, and to be honest, I don't think you've really. I mean, you've done your homework. Like, I respect the emotion this is causing in you. I understand your frustration, Tom. But I don't think you've really thought this through logically to its end point because I think what you're going to end up doing is chopping the ends off your all-in-one jean and just having uh, denim socks. I have thought it through, and I didn't take the decision lightly to bring this in, okay, because Mm. I can't see a solution other than this nuclear option. And the solution is is just to uh, pair up your socks when you put them into the laundry bin. But that I've told you I can't do that. It's not happening. We have 
Well, what do you mean you can't do that? Because, like, I've got a finite window to do the washing, yeah? And <laughs> Eddie's probably done a poo geddon, something like that. Listen, uh, I need to don't, put blame, the- don't, bl- don't blame your son. Just not, pair not- them up when you take them off, put them in the washing machine together in a pair, Listen, and dry li- them in a, as a pair. When you say pair them up when you take them off, what, what, how, how do you do that? What do you, what do you so, mean? You put a peg on them. What do you mean? No, you don't put a peg on them. You take them off of an evening, bunch them in together. You're not telling me you don't know how to bunch in a pair of socks. You bunch them in. You bun- bunch them in so they stick together, mm. then throw them in laundry basket. So then is it- wash them. Just wash them like that if you have to. Okay. Is this, a, I think, I think bunching them in is like a piece of knowledge that I used to have. And um, I've kind of forgotten it over time. But, 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 but. I'm grateful. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on. This is all becoming clear to me. Are you talking about when you open your sock drawer, you're saying none of them are paired up. All you've got is singles. <laughs> They're all singles, yeah. Are you mad? Well, I'm no not. No wonder you're spending two weeks of your cousin's life looking for socks if you've always got to pair them up in the morning. But you don't understand. You've got to do the, you've got to do the pre-pair. You don't understand. It's not a priority in the time a lot, you know, that I've got allotted for doing things in my life. It's oh not a priority. God. It has to work just really, really seamlessly. Yeah. And, and, and like the reason I've got, I, I, I am shook. The reasons I've got singles in there, the reason I've got like a, a sundry bit of leather that I think is a belt, like the reason <laughs> I've got like two ties that I often look at and just go, where's that from? The other, the reason I've got a bit of metal in there is mm. because I haven't had time to sort out my sock drawer and I don't have time mm. to do that. I just want the socks to be there so I can just get them and I just put them on because I've got to do I, other things. I just don't think, oh, I, th- I just feel like you, 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 you know, you would have time. It doesn't take that much time. You just need to like keep well, them in pairs. Can I ask you this? Can I ask you this? Are you offering the bunch up as a solution? Because I, I think yes, yes, okay. So if you'd said that earlier, then I might. Have been I, was, I completely didn't understand. I didn't realize you were just living your life in single sock zone. I didn't know people did that. I just I mean, thought occasionally you were losing one in the wash or you know in Teddy's toys, and that meant that sometimes you you know you're ending up with single socks. You know that happens to me occasionally. But, yeah. but you know, the, the blanket, the base level we're working from there is is a bunch-up situation. Okay. Well, listen. I mean, you, you, you seem to be saying you don't even know how to pair up a pair of socks. I do. You don't know how to do the bunch-up. Listen, listen. No, what I was saying is I've forgotten that that's what you should do. Yes? So you've, as I say, oh. I think it's, I used to know that, that that's what you should do when you take your socks off. And I'm pretty sure I used to do that. But I've forgotten over time. I've just whipped them off. And like left them on the floor to crawl away or to wherever they go, you know what right. I mean. And, I just um, feel like you're basically saying to me like you'd open your desk drawer and there'd be just like oh loads of lids and then loads of pens without lids on and you're like oh I wish I could just you know find a pen with a lid on or the right lid. It's just like you just keep the lid on the pen. Yeah, well that's another whole kind of worms, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah, we've, we're on about third incarnation of Stan's <laughs> pen collection that teddy right. is obsessed with pens and so mm-hmm. and what he's most obsessed with is using his brute strength of which he has mm-hmm. a lot of to mm-hmm. take the pen top off and then chuck the pen top across 
the kitchen, oh. right? Right. So right. all of these pens now have <laughs> dried up. <laughs> um, anyway. oh. uh, can you, it's, there's a little window into into my world here. It's complete yeah. chaos. Um, <laughs> but it's not chaos. It's just that I've got the important things sorted out, but the, these things that just should be easy and should be sort of just working and not working because I haven't got the time to make them work. But mm. the bunch of is a great shout there, Chris. I'm very, very grateful for you to uh, remind okay. me that I need to do the bunch up when I take them off and also when I put them in the wash. That's a good shout as well. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Keep them bunched. Did they get washed properly? If not, uh, um, not, not really, but better than nothing, isn't it? Well, not really. If they're not well, look, as long as okay, but well, then debunch them, depair them as you put them in. Right. Then at least you know they're in there together, and then dry when you dry them. Just when they're dry, just just quickly bunch them up together. Yeah, before you put I'm them in the be, drawer. It'll be very helpful to to think of them there together in the in the in the one wash. Yeah. That will be comforting. Really, it will be comforting. Yeah, I'm halfway to uh, solving this problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but what, living room one hundred and one isn't isn't the solution. The chat around in living room one hundred and one is the solution, not not the actual mechanism. Okay, okay, yeah, okay, yeah. But I I still think that um, an integral ch- sock to the gene is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. And then you mix them out. You could have like days where you just think, oh, I've got no socks problems for the next couple of days because I've got these jeans with this. You know, you could I'll choose- wear those jeans. You could choose to do that for a few days, you know what I mean? Yeah, I just think you'd look like a big baby. <laughs> yeah, probably would. So, no, that's not gone in. No, definitely not. It was That was never going in. I mean, from the very first words when you said socks, I thought, no, but he must have something convincing here, but you didn't. Mm. You know, I'm sorry. I'm, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but on that note... Um, when I thought I was more convincing was uh, two episodes ago. So I have taken the case to the Court of Appeal. Mm-hmm. And uh, next up, after these messages, we have uh, David Hughes giving his adjudication on the case. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited to finally be vindicated. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, so if you'd like to stay tuned, uh, David Hughes is along in a sec to fulfill his role as appeal court judge. Um, but for now, it's bye bye from me, <laughs> and it's a bye bye from me. So, Chris, um, it is our second session in the Living Room One Hundred One Appeals Court, and we have online with us Mr. David Hughes. Hello, David. Hello. That was my judge. hello. That was my judge's hello. I don't know how what a judge's accent's like, so I just went with that. Hello. Can you do it again? Hello. A bit more prestigious. Is it? Is that good? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. could hear that sort of echoing down the RCJ halls, definitely. Nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I was going to go for a like, hello, hello, come, come mm. and do me judgment. <laughs> no, 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 no you're not getting in, you're not getting past security. I, uh, well, I, I, I already feel who, like I'm going to uh, judge in Chris's favour now after that, but let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly, thanks, thank you, thank you. For what it's worth, my judge would be like really reserved like this, oh, you know, I think yeah, the pendulum yeah, yeah. swung back in my favour. Um, <laughs> so, um, David, what it is is uh, two episodes ago, mm-hmm. I was I was attempting to submit an item into Limb Room One Hundred and One, which was uh, it was a stencil by Eric the Stenciler on Costa Coffee Window. Is that a thing that they do? 
Yeah, so there's this guy, Eric, the stencil, he goes down to Costa and he does all their stenciling. And what he'd done is stenciled onto the window, blazoned, really. Uh, at last, the waiting is over. Small print, online ordering is here. And um, I, I sort of read this going into Costa with, with the kids and I had this little kind of moment of like, fucking hell, at last, the wait is over. You know, the waiting is over. It's, this is it. And um, and then realised, you know, that I saw the small print of uh, online ordering is here and realised it was nothing to do with me. Um, <laughs> and it was something that I hadn't patently been waiting for. And I surmise nobody in the world was waiting for that. They well, as, as you at- say that, I'm thinking, well, is, is online coffee ordering, is that not a thing already? I don't drink <laughs> coffee. I don't really give a shit about it. But I... Yeah, you're right. I didn't know if we were we were well, waiting. So what? For that. So what? It, it's a good point. Like, what is that? So like, on your way to Costa, like, I'm I'm going to nip down Costa, get myself an extra hot latte. Is the point that you go on their app and then pay for your that, and then just walk in and and take it? Because I well, mean, no. that's cutting out what like a minute's worth of someone's. I was going to say, how long does it take to order and and wait for a coffee anyway? I mean, it takes a bit longer for you, Chris, because you have to have it hotter than the sun. But yeah, like, that's the, true. the normal yeah. person, how long does it take mm. to order a coffee? Well, yeah, and also like the service or the stenciler, because I also don't like that there's an Eric the stenciler. (laughs) Well, I mean, he's a little bit Gareth the sound engineer esque in that he may not exist. We're not sure. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. 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 (laughs) But and I've just thought about it. You raise an interesting point because if you're at the shop about to buy your coffee, the last thing you want really is reminded that you could have stayed at home and ordered it all online. Oh, hang on, hang on. At last, the wait is over. So the wait is you waiting for the barista to make your coffee. You're changing it. You're changing it. No, no, no. Listen, you've interpreted it as at last the wait is over. I know you're thinking, oh my God, I've had a series commissioned. Like this is wonderful. (laughs) Or, you know, like I've won the lottery, but I, uh, and listen, listen, I I may be arguing against my own point here. I, I think Costa, that, yeah. they haven't realised that they're going on a kind of a pun. At last, the wait is over. The wait for your coffee, but at last, the wait is over, and then it's a bit yeah. of a joke because mm. online ordering is here. We've not been waiting for the service. It's just that the wait in line for a coffee is now yeah, yeah, gone. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, see, yeah, yeah. I see, I see, I yeah, see. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, I mean, yeah. but as per our arguments to start with, Chris, it was yeah. we were taking it to be um, that it was the service that we'd been waiting for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's the words just at last, you know, as if like presupposing that you're sitting at home or you're kind of walking around being really anxious about the fact that, oh, God, when is it going to come? When is it going to come? So it was really annoying to read it because there's a lot of people waiting for stuff. Mm. You know, you're all clear, for example, mm. these kind of waiting things. And as you walk into coffee, you know, you may be emotionally, you know, turbulent and like you don't want that hitting you mm-hmm. between the eyes. Mm. You also might enjoy it. Maybe you like <laughs> the wait. Maybe it's part of your morning. <laughs> exactly well, maybe maybe you want to flirt with the barista yeah maybe you've got a whole alter ego you know that you you try out and you you call yourself callum you speak uh, with a different accent him. exactly exactly french callum french callum <laughs> who's a who's a software engineer exactly. only oh, God, only yeah, when he's yeah. waiting for his coffee <laughs> exactly my point my point david sorry appeals court judge who I respect as a judge. Um, my point was, Your Honor, please. Sorry, Your Honor, Thank Your you Honor, Sir yeah. David Hughes. Um, my point was, 
along the lines of, yeah, okay, so ultimately it was disappointing, but that moment that Tom was going into Kostikoff and he read, alas, the wait is over, and he thought, oh, here it is. And he probably like consciously didn't even know what it was, but his subconscious, you know, he was like, oh, it's at last. You know, and then he then he read on further. It just caught his eye. Online ordering is here. And then, of course, it was a crushing blow. Mm-hmm. He hadn't so, even had time to process what it was that was in there for him. And but my point is just basically, is it not better to have had that moment of relief and elation, even though it is followed by a sense of disappointment? You know, and, and I, I argued against that, saying that it's not the same as because you, you had that thing, Chris, of. Um, it's better to have loved and lost than never loved at all. And I'm yeah. saying it's not the same as that because you never had it. You never loved. You never had that. It but was you just thought a mo- you did. No, you didn't. You, you still didn't have feel the endorphins. The lo- no, you got no, the endorphins. And then I, I gave the example of you look through a gap in the clouds and you think, oh, there's a bit of blue sky through that gap of the clouds. But then you realize that is just a deeper shade of gray looking through <laughs> that hole in the clouds. <laughs> And so you never had blue. You never had blue. And it's, but you it's thought like you that. did. No, you didn't. You did. Yeah, but you, did. you literally did think you did. You, you got did. the endorphin yeah, rush yeah. of seeing blue sky. But you didn't. It wasn't blue. It was great. At least when you loved yeah. and lost, you actually no. did love. No one can take those endorphins it. back. Your brain's not, oh, I'll suck those back up, actually. Mm. It just gives you some of the bad endorphins, whatever those ones are called. I think it's worse. I think it's worse to have thought that it was blue sky, and then realize it wasn't. It's better to have loved and lost than never to have loved at all, but it's better not to have loved than to have think you had love when, in fact, you hadn't. That's what you're yes. saying the phrase should be. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to put you both in Living Room 101. Is that okay? <laughs> I, yeah, I can understand that. <laughs> yeah. You know. And in a way, that would end the series here <laughs> yeah. and there. So actually, this is quite, um, yeah, wow. We're about to be debarred, potentially. I think we're going to both like agree with that as well, aren't we? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels a bit harsh. It's just I'm, I'm, I'm considering this whole thing in the coffee shop, and I just think that um, you're both, you both need to be condemned to hell. Um, but living room one on one is is probably apt, I think. So we can just stick you both in there. The coffee thing okay. can just keep keep on going. Eric the stenciler can stay in employment in, in Costa Coffee and wherever else he does his work. But the two <laughs> the two of you um are banished really? for, another, for a week. So can I just ask before mm. we go in, like, do you think we've got too much into the living room one oh one world and that we're just now looking at things too closely? Possibly. I'm so sorry my son's just walked in. Well, Oscar, do you, you want to be on Living Room One O One? Are you okay? Yeah. What's wrong? Oh, you hate the Costa Coffee stenciler guy? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> is, there, is there any way we can pause this? I'm really sorry. I'll be right back. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. No worries. Go on, go on. Pause. David, you're back. Don't know yeah. where we were. oh that's right i was just getting rid of you both for good but for like a week i mean just for a week Uh, okay because i was just saying to tom i'm actually quite frightened of going into living room 101 because obviously things that you condemned and put in there exactly we don't know what's in there really i mean we know what we've put in there but we don't know what it actually is in that void you know Mm. is there like a living room 102 maybe maybe i could just put you both in just for a little time out so you can think about what you've what you've done okay okay 
Okay. So that sounds to me like the judgment, my judgment stands then, really. What? What do you mean? Well, he's putting us in. He's not, he's not. Sir, Your Honor, Sir David Hughes, are you wanting to overturn my judgment? I didn't put at last the way it is over online ordering is here into Living Room 101. So you do have the power to put that in. That's but it sounds good. to me, yes, that's, that's there not you going go. In. <laughs> it's not going in. Tom no. was so confident. I know he was just waiting, really confident, weren't you? I was Chris. confident, and then I did my, uh, my sort of northern bloke before we came on air, and I think that's basically what swung it. <laughs> I think it is, yeah. I think you've both just bought yourself an extra week in room 102. Um, how, have I, what, how have I, because of his impression? The sheer smugness. Oh, God. Yeah. Well, luckily, this is a, a sort of fortnightly podcast, so that's sort well, of fine. Well, they, yeah, well, there you go. You'll be back in, well, yeah. to, back in a fortnight. We're going to have to record it on the day when we get out of Living Room 102. Yeah, if we get out. I don't know if you can get out, but no, you we'll can't. This, like, this is like a holding cell. Oh, okay. Ah, I see, yeah. Okay. Yeah. You'll be fine. Okay. okay. Okay, well, thanks for that unexpected punishment. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you deserve it. You both deserve it. <laughs> yeah. You didn't, even, you didn't like my, my cloud argument. That's what swung it against me, wasn't it? The clouds. Um, no, I, I was sort of with you on that, but then at that point, I just sort of th- started to think that you're both fucking insane. So I thought, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. yeah. You're, both, you're both going in. Yeah. But yeah. did you hear that, Chris? He was sort of with me on it. I was, yeah, yeah, I was. Cause you I, know, that's fine. You, you know, in any game you can be down. It's just about the character. If you can come back, you know. No, because, no, but you were like, with the clouds, you're adamant that was, uh, that wasn't a valid argument, the clouds. But why do you think I, um, you know, I just think David's wrong as well. Chris, do you want a third week? <laughs> no, sorry, sorry. Okay, two is fine. I tell you what, it's draconian. This uh, appeals court, isn't it? It is. <laughs> so many. You'll you you'll think twice about bringing him back. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's really harsh. Yeah, it was it was Tom. It, no, like, it, was, I, I, it was Chris. It was you. Did I? No, I, I, I made my judgment. I, no, what I said was there is an appeals court if you want to take it there, but you made the application. Okay, I made the application, but you reminded me that the appeals court was there. Then, yeah, yeah. Know, okay, I will think gone. twice about doing that again. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we're being uh, being oppressed. I've, I've, I'm actually sweating a little bit. I think it's... Uh, <laughs> You're nervous. It's made me a bit you need to tell You need to tell Mel. You need to sort out childcare for two weeks. Oh, God, yeah. There is yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Oh no. Well, listen, it's been eventful. Um, we've had Oscar yeah. coming in. He, he sort of put in his two penneth as well, which was good. I thought, yeah. I thought he was going to be the bailiff that came and take you took you both away. <laughs> Maybe he is. Maybe he is. Um, All right. Well, and uh, we might just like wind it up, Chris. What do you think? Well, I think we better had. Yeah. The sooner we start our two week sentence, the sooner we get out. Absolutely, yeah, that's true. All right. Yeah. Well, listen, David. Thanks very much for your adjudication. I think in 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 the final analysis, it was very fair. I think, I think so. it was actually. Yeah, I think that's so. what's actually that's what's kind of most crushing about the decision. We know it's right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. And uh, what are you up to, David? At the moment, can people come and see your stand up? Um, yeah, but Fringe is on. We've got like about another week, I think, left, and then I'm going to go into a coma and just sleep yeah. for a very, very long. I'm going to hibernate. Actually, I'm going to hibernate like a bear. And is mm. that um, which which fringe festival is that? It's the Perth Fringe Festival. Cool. Okay, when cool. can you come to the UK and do stand up soon, yes. please? Yes, please. But for our Australian listeners, get yourselves down there one week 
left to see David uh, on the Perth Fringe. Fuck and yeah. um, has it been going all right so far? Have you had some good things? Yeah, it's been going great because they shut the borders and wouldn't let the other comics in. So we got them all. It's amazing. it's a perth festival for perth people yeah because they're the only ones here so it's fantastic (laughs) (laughs) all right then well uh have a good rest of the week and uh, i think that's the end of the appeals court session chris lovely well lovely chat to you sort of was it you know up to a point yeah Yeah, yeah. but you better we better set you better send us down you got your gavel um yeah, I've got your gavel. I'll okay, do it. Okay, thank you. Off with you. Take them down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye then. Right. Bye. Bye. Bye.